Welcome, I'm Sam Mays, and today in Sam Mays Podcast, we've got uh, some good friends of mine, Mr. Mike Fletcher and his lovely wife, Whitney. How are you? Good, how are you? And uh, my lovely fiance, Brittany Prince. How are you? I'm great. We're here at Ned Starlight Lounge in Oklahoma City, and this is uh, a fun one. We're just kind of going to talk a little bit about what's going on around the world, some topics that we just kind of brought to the table, and that gives you a chance to get to know us and... Uh, I think in the future we'll probably get some topics from you, the listener, every once in a while. We try to do that, and y'all get a little crazy. So uh, we're going to try to baby step our way into this, uh, what are we going to call this, uh, just a round table of discussion. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Well, we're at a rectangular table, but that's fine. <laughs> that's where you're going to start this. No one can see what's going on, so I just want them to know you're a liar right off the rip. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to thank our title sponsor, Nature's Key. They're absolutely fantastic. If you're looking for CBD products, you can go to, um, what is it? Key to naturesblessings.com and use the code MAYS2022 for 20% off of your order. Nice. Yeah. Go ahead finish it. we got other sponsors. No, you go ahead. No, I'll help you if you need it. We've got Jax's Kingfisher. Absolutely. Our 2022 trail boss. Amazing. Everybody's telling us it's a great looking truck. We've got our good friends, Totally Tickets. They're actually sitting at the table They're right now. They're sitting at the table. The customer service is trash. We like them <laughs> so much. We like Totally Tickets so much that we invited them to our podcast yes. and had dinner with them before. So if that doesn't say something about the customer service, I don't know what would. Right. You don't like people, and you sat through the whole meal. I did. Yeah. yeah. I told you I you would love Whitney, that. though. Yes. Mike is debatable. She seems like a I like Mike, like which me. doesn't say a whole lot for Mike. Honestly, <laughs> debatable. But I'll settle for debatable. <laughs> Well, we are definitely happy to be here, and thank you to all of our sponsors for sure. We love uh, doing the Sam Mays podcast, and you guys, uh, we can't do without you, so good stuff. Yeah, and did you did you say that you should like and subscribe and subscribe oh, yeah, and comment like, like subscribe, YouTubers comment. truly do? Yeah. Do you, it. You don't like the YouTubers. I don't. The comments there, my mm. God. Like, someone told Sam the other day he should memorize his two and a half minutes of commercials, so it was like he actually cared about his sponsors, and we were like, what the what yeah. the fuck? Has it been two minutes? We can only say fuck twice in the first two minutes. So How many times have you said it? Twice. So let's just chill for like another 30 seconds. Well, we got about I'll bring, five I'll bring the average up later on. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, we got five it's minutes just... of B-roll, which was fantastic, by okay, the way. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. the B-roll was great. I always like to hit that button a little early, kind of see what happens in the beginning of it. You guys didn't disappoint at all. Great. Yeah. So the topics that we've got today... Uh, we're going to talk a little Elon Musk. We're going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup. Whitney brought a, a great story to the table. The Cup's got some, like, real, I don't know, lore to it. It's like a mystical object, and so we'll get into that. That's true. <laughs> and Mike is, uh, <laughs> Mike wants to talk about youth sports parents. And I just feel like I, we should get soapboxes moved in here. I'll stand on one, you can stand on the other, and we can really uh, get after it because it is a, thank you. I'm blot- I need to be blotted a little bit. I ate and I drank. My metabolism's up a little bit. I think it's a CBD. I just sweat a lot. Yeah. I'm a little bit. My- the, the CBD from our title sponsor, Nature's Key. Yeah. Oh. Which is, I'm down, I'm down like, I'm down almost 50 pounds in four months. Yeah. I work out like a maniac at the edge. Like a maniac. It's, it's, it's been good. It's been yeah. good stuff. All right. Which one do you guys want to get started with? Um. Let's just start at the top. Elon. Right. Elon Musk. Let's go for it. So this is the one that I brought to the table because I watch a lot of bad movies. 
and I know a super villain when I see one. And I'm just saying, for a man that is richer than the nation, or the, what did you say earlier, country of Norway? Finland. Finland. But he's richer than, like, all, all of the listed countries on the world population table except for 42 of them. And there's, like, 211. So I'm right. not great at math, but that's a lie. I'm freaked out by it. Bottom line, like he recently, it's excessive. yeah, he recently brought Twitter. People are up in arms about it. I, you know, it's about free speech, and he's bringing free speech back to Twitter. And I think that there's something about that. You know, I'm, I'm here for free speech for sure. Uh, I like what he's saying about verifying people's accounts. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing for me on social media. Uh, is I get people that say hateful things to me every single day, and their names are some sort of gimmick or meme or fake or whatever, like. If you want to be in this, if you want to play this game, then play it with your face on it, right? If you got something to say, then say it with, put your brand on it, put your name on it. I do it every single day of my life, and I feel like you, if you want free speech, then then you should do that. You should ha- be own forced. It, own it. Yes, own it. Absolutely, because people say a bunch of shit on the internet that they wouldn't say if they were standing right in front of me, or if their faces and names were on the comments that they were making. A thousand percent. The I think key, most, I think eighty percent of the stuff on Twitter. Like, honestly, wouldn't happen. Like, especially in, like, heated debates, like, putting yourself out there. I, I don't know. It's, like, especially when people get into fringe stuff, like, not happening if you actually had to, like, tack your, like, put your name on it. Right. Not happening. If your job depended on it. If your family saw it or your friends. If Which, I, I mean, had... nowadays that does happen. Like, right. people review your social media accounts and people have gotten fired for, like, outbursts and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just, like, another level of accountability yeah. Yeah. The the other thing, that, you know, as far as the SpaceX stuff, like every little kid, I think is captivated by the stars. You know, I we watch a bunch of Star Wars and Star Trek, and you know, I mean, it's it's still unexplored. We don't know very much about it, and so to think that there's someone out there doing those things is kind of cool. At the same time, I'm like, what else is he doing? Like, this is how old I am now. I feel like, like, what else is that dude? Do? Like, he's just up in space doing what? And then, have you have you seen the satellites? <laughs> Have you seen the Starlink thing in action? No. Oh, it'll I've freak not. you right the hell out. Like, you just look up in the sky, and there's just st- there's just this line of satellites. There's, you just see stu- from- there's stuff up there. Yes, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate the way that makes me feel, like, this big. Like, this guy's, like, looming over us, and we can't. He doesn't work for any government. He wasn't elected into any sort of position, but he's got enough money that he can do whatever he wants to us. Like, that's what I feel like. Like, he is able to do whatever he wants. Who's going to stop him? Well, the crazy part, I think, is how much his wealth is, like, expanding daily. Like, I saw the other day there was, like, a he had, like, $13 billion he made in a day. And then the next report was, like, he made $36 billion today. Which is a lot of, like, more money than we can really wrap our minds right. around. It's picked up steam. I will say, I feel like Elon is more polarizing than, like, Jeff Bezos because, obviously, they're, like, the two most wealthy men in the world. But people seem to have, like, stronger opinions about Elon than they do Jeff. But you hear a lot of complaints about working conditions and the way employees are treated at Amazon. But I don't know, like, I don't know what happens at Tesla. I don't hear... People like coming on there talking about Tesla and their poor work conditions. I don't know if he compensates them better. I don't know if he makes them sign NDAs. Like, I don't know what he does. But, like, for some reason, Jeff is, like, more likable. And I I don't know why. Because maybe he's just, like, a little more mainstream. Like, to me, Elon's ideas and some things he does are, like, a little more fringy. 
and he's like a little more eccentric and right. maybe that's why like he's more polarizing i think that elon also has a very like i'm watching this series on amazon right now called vikings mm-hmm. and like he wants to be famous right like he wants to be famous and i don't think he would mind being infamous either Correct. like i think he very much enjoys the fact that he just stirs the conversation and every single tweet that he tweets the entire world is watching everything he says we're all curious because we almost have to be right I think he definitely subscribes to the no no publicity is bad publicity. Right. Like 100%. Yeah. All publicity is good. Doesn't matter good or bad. Yeah. I, it just makes, like I said, it makes me feel small and I feel like humans tell our own stories. Like I've all, we've all watched Terminator. Right? Like who's yeah. to say that that dude and the Gates guy don't get together and create some sort of computer that ends up killing us all one day? Well, pra- <laughs> praise be. If that's where we're headed, let's go. I will say, though, that Elon has this project that is supposedly, like, being worked on for, like, this underground, like, super tunnel in Vegas. Okay. And if you go to Vegas on a regular basis and deal with the traffic... 10 out of 10, like, approving that project. Like, so from, from L.A. to Vegas? It's nope. just going to, like, no, it's, like, in L.A. Or, sorry, it's in Vegas, but it's, like, underground. It's just going to, like, zip you around everywhere, like, like a bank, Like a bank, like, when you use the bank drive-thru, shoot. Oh, yeah. supposed to shoot you from like hotel that, to hotel that, that fast. It, if Elon made it. I also feel like people hate Elon more than Jeff, but I hate Jeff Bezos. Like, I hate him. I've had this conversation with you. I'm like, why is he paying his Amazon workers so little that they're on welfare so our tax dollars are supported these people when he's like was before Elon was like I'm the winner the richest man in the world this is crazy Elon Musk is doing weird shit but I'm here for it and it might not it might not be popular right I don't know I know I'm you throw, hate him I'm you feel th- small and I'm like I don't care I'm gonna throw this whole thing in your face when he blows something up I don't care whether it's on accident or on purpose I'm gonna throw it in your face I think the problem <laughs> is that I don't care I'm like here to ride whatever happens I'm like well it's the end of the world as we know it clearly <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, it does. We spent the last three years trapped at home. Like, I'm like, fuck it. What happens next? I don't care. Yeah. He did. He is starting that, like, whole... He's starting, like, a whole community town, though, in Tulsa. And, like, <laughs> in Texas. No. I'm like, is this, like, the next cult, great cult situation that he's, like, starting a whole entire town this in what Texas? I'm talking about. I'm going to live there. I'm doing it. You're committing to Elon, Absolutely. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you know I why? Because like he's not American, so I trust him. I mean, here's the thing: like, if, you, if, you get into, if you get into his cult, you can get like a like cool car. Yeah. But as much as I don't like Jeff, imagine all the shit that would get delivered to your house in like yeah. two fucking hours. Or is if your you were, like, house in uh, the inner circle? Mike, Listen. is your house also like just trapped by boxes? If I had absolutely, to, if yeah. I had to like judge them based on whose services I liked more, like I could give a fuck about having a Tesla, but like the Amazon, I can't live without. I'm doing that Correct. every day of my life. I'm like, I bought this. It comes tomorrow, and I don't even remember that I bought Correct. it. Correct. There's so many boxes in our front foyer. Yeah. Some of them have been, probably been there for two months before we opened them. Yeah. But it was an important package to buy. Trust me. But it just sits there for two months. No, we. It's my uh, Brittany and the girls. They ha- they like opening things. It's like a thing, right? So they, they enjoy it. Like I get stuff sent to the house. Brittany opens. We have a new headboard and a chandelier sitting in my office that we still haven't opened, and they've been there for six months plus. Have they really? Yep. <laughs> we had like a whole incident where we got mystery packages from Amazon for oh six, God, like six months fantastic. to our home. With, were mystery they yours? packages? Mystery packages like, that we did not packages, order. It was like during COVID. Packages started showing up at our house. And like the first one, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like it was our address, but somebody else's name. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like mistake. 
it wasn't not, worth returning. It was, it it was like, like 10, some bullshit. It was item. like it was like neck wallets. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the ones that people wear when they travel, like around their neck that you can keep like your <laughs> like passport a, in a and shit. Like a wallet. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, okay. So I don't really think much about it. So like then we're like regularly getting packages. And the lady's name was Susan. That they Susan. Were so like to. we keep getting shit. And finally I call Amazon and I'm like, dude, I keep getting packages to our house. Like no one by this name has never lived here. There's no one in our neighborhood named this. I looked them up on the Cleveland County Assessor's website. Like, is there a person with this name in the county? Like what's happening? No. And I'm like, well, we don't see any of the orders on your account. And I was like, well, I'm just telling you that like literally at this point, like 30 packages have come to our home. Wallets, compression hose, old ladies, sex toys, like what? all sorts of shit yes. show up at the house. Okay. okay. What? And I'm like, okay. So they were like, well, we don't, I was like, well, I, I, I don't know what to do. They're like, you can just donate this stuff. And I'm like, okay. We actually gave her a fictional name, Aunt Susan. So yeah, then we call her Aunt Susan. When, Even the kids were like calling her did that. Did Aunt, you get any packages from Aunt Susan today? So weird. So then like we continue to get them. I call them back again and I was like, stop sending shit to our home. Like, I do not want it. I don't know what's happening. Make it go away. I don't have time to like deal with this. Like, I'm not going to return it. Blah, blah, blah. So come to find out like six months into this and approximately like $4,000 later, someone has stolen one of our credit cards that like we never use. And like, what? we don't get a paper bill. And like, we literally never use this card. Like he only uses it for business, but like during COVID. Tickets when, were shut down. I had no reason right. to check the card online. Right. Right. So I wasn't so, buying anything. Like never looked at the, like never expected a bill or anything. Didn't get one. And then the credit card company called and they're like, you haven't paid your bill. And we're like, what are you talking about? And that's when the mystery was solved. So apparently, you were Aunt Susan. Is that what you're no, telling me? No, here's the PSA. Is apparently, apparently, PSA for everybody out there, what people do is they will steal your credit card and then, like, send a bunch of shit, like, as a real purchase to a home somewhere, and then they can leave verified reviews to, like, jack up their products in the Amazon algorithm. That's why we got, like, literally, when I tell you we got 42 men's leather wallets or 20 neck wallets or 30 literal packs of compression socks. I'm not exaggerating because they were like hammering those same products so that they could leave positive jump their positive. Jump their okay, wow. All right. Well, that's she didn't send a couple cute sweaters that I kept. <laughs> and I've worn out and people are like, that's a really cute sweater. I'm like, thanks. Aunt Susan got it for me. Ridiculous. So She also stole our identity, but that's fine. Correct. That's neither here nor there. We did get a refund wow. from the credit we card company on everything. Yeah. So it was fine. So I mean, Amazon will bend over for you though. That's the great part. It was just painful because yeah. it wasn't on our account and so it was like, it was like just such an Confusing. unsolved mystery for a minute. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amazon will. We sent a bunch of camping stuff to a wrong place, and oh, I, did, I remember. I sent story. Like we went and picked it up from that place, but still called Amazon, and we're like, we sent it to the wrong address, and they were like, let's fully refund you, and we're like, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Sure, I'll take that refund. Thanks, we didn't get Amazon. it all back. They took the bet. Yeah, Those it was jerks. funny because the people who lived there, like, clearly, like, the boxes were open when we were like, can we come pick up our stuff? And they had, like, kept the stuff they wanted, and they were like, oh, oh we actually sent that back. We were like, it was delivered two hours ago. We just got the email. <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, we accidentally, we already did that. So sorry. But you can have your tent, but not your air mattress. Right. <laughs> was, that was the worst camping trip ever. That was great. You can listen to that in the Memories. Podcast well, when you said camping trip, then, like, it's. Yeah. What do we call that? Camping Chronicles? I have. Yeah. It was a lot. That's when the yep. dog pooped in the car. It was a lot. Okay. The dog got high first. So oh, I remember that episode. Am I the only one that's like just full circle here? Am I the only one that's freaked out by Elon Musk? Yes. He's 
I feel like I am. It's certainly scary for someone to have that much power. Right. <clears throat> Untethered. Yeah, unbridled. Yeah. Listen, I don't disagree that that is concerning, but also it's so out of my control that it's amusing at this point to me. Like, that's how I sit and, like, I don't freak out about the whole deal. Because, like, what am I going to do about Elon Musk and all his money? Fucking nothing. Not a damn thing. So, I'm like, that's kind of funny that in 2017, Elon Musk was, like, complaining about Twitter and somebody said, you should buy it. And he said, how much does it cost? <laughs> And, like, and now he's bought it in 2022. I yeah. think that, like, I don't know. I he He's, like, very eccentric, but, like, in an odd way. But I, I guess it's, like, what is his oh. obligation to, like, do good things versus just, like, be who he wants? And, like, I don't Zero. know. He, he, he is. Like, he doesn't yeah. have any obligation. I mean, if we can all think that makes him an asshole. But at the end of the day, like, I, I, I just can't even fathom that level of wealth like to me there's like rich people and then there's wealthy people but like he's in another yeah i mean not to have like an elon pump he's like in another stratosphere haha but like (laughs) you know (laughs) but like honestly it's like i can't even fathom his orbit yeah can't do it like what that would what that level of wealth is like it's probably i mean to say it's boring it has right? to be alienating. It's got to li- be. I mean, what is he? he there's just lonely. there is no limits. Because you know he has a and, lot of kids. Would like you want to say you were his child? Like I wouldn't. I mean, I would if I got to have. But don't you think? I mean, like my dad used to joke. Like when I was a kid, we would go past this like very nice gated neighborhood, like on our way home, like sometimes. And my dad would be like, you know, I'm just glad we don't live there because like if we lived in a really big fancy neighborhood like that, I'd be worried about you getting kidnapped. And I was like, oh yeah, dad, like that's the worry. Like if you like made enough money, we could live there. But like honestly, if you were Elon's kids, like that's a great point. I mean, then you're you become a pawn. Oh yeah. If someone took Lady Gaga's dogs for all that money. People are a thousand percent like willing, probably How take much Elon's did, kids. Someone took Lady Gaga's dogs. You yeah. can't hit Sam with any culture with her French bulldogs. Like but someone yes, shot, someone shot the dog walker. The dog walker was shot, and they yes. stole Lady Gaga's dogs. The Frenchies, two then, of the three Frenchies, and then she paid for them. I mean, they offered a reward, and then someone turned it turned like the dogs returned to the dogs, but it was someone like linked to the actual group that took them. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be the Elon Musk kid either. That That's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah I bet his security team is a secret service The fact is level, there's right? people that are... Correct. There's people that are, have money and they're successful. There's people who are wealthy. There's people who can buy private islands and private jets that are crazy wealthy, like beyond NBA athletes what is and the things word? like, like Richard that. Richard Branson. And then, and then there's people even above that, and that's where your Elon, Elon Musk, Musk is. and Jeff yeah. Bezos are. Yeah. What were you saying? Like, like Richard Branson has like extreme wealth. Like he owns his own island. But honestly, he seems cool as shit to me. Like Agreed. I don't know. I watch his reality TV show, and I would go to that island. Yeah. When do you watch? It was before I knew you. Oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> nice. Brittany's a late night TV watcher. Yep. I, feel I like. do what I want on my own time. Yeah, which is twenty-three. Hours. You sleep one hour a night. I'm a wolf. Was, I, there was some like BuzzFeed thing was, about this the other day. Like you're a wolf or a dolphin or a bear or a lion. And the wolf is the person that needs very little sleep and like doesn't function well in the morning. So that's Which me. one would I be? The dolphin. I think, no. Dolphin is like sporadic. I think it was a bear, which is like a normal person, which is what you are. Like nice. you get stuff done in the morning. You get up at a normal time. You dip around two to four. I think that's you. 
I dip around two to four? Yeah, after your work. Let's move on. What's the next topic? <laughs> Fucking nobody I'm cares. offended by that. What do you mean I dip? Literally no one gives a shit. What's next? All right. The Stanley Cup. Is, this is yeah. all Whitney. Yeah. Take it away. I mean, I don't know that I'm an expert. You can probably fill in a little more, but the Stanley Cup trophy, for people that don't know, it like when someone wins or when a team wins the cup, they get to do whatever they want to with it for like that year. Each, yeah. play, each player gets a day. Yes. Of course, the next year. To take and the Stanley Cup where they want, their hometown, wherever they want to go. And okay. there is a man, and his literal job, he's the keeper of the cup. Like, that's his Twitter handle. If you guys want to go check him out, his name's Phil Pritchard. And he, like, has been doing it for years and years. Like, takes this cup all over the world. And people have done super crazy things with the cup. Like, a couple players have had their child baptized using it as a baptismal font. Um, that's amazing. Amazing. I'm in. Amazing. And then, like, in 90... Well, it did catch on fire in, like, 1940, which I don't exactly understand how that happens because it's metal. So I right. have questions. But anyway, Booze. it caught on fire when the Rangers won, and they just all did the obvious thing and peed on it to, like, extinguish the fire. But in 91, the Penguins won their first... Um, Oh, I'm saying that like you from Chicago. Like penguins, but you say penguins, and so whatever. You don't need to remind me. <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato. They actually beat the Blackhawks, and they swept the Blackhawks that oh, year. Oh, so in the like amazing year, Hawks 1991, fan. when the penguins um, won, they um, decided to see if it could float, and they put it in the pool and at Marla Mew's house, and it did not float, and it sank to the bottom, and then it was stuck there, and then they were all like trying to get it up, and apparently there's a whole book just about why is the Stanley Cup at the bottom of his pool. So the two things I love about the NHL is the effort, one, and two, it's the most unique group of elite athletes in the world. They're farmers, right? They literally live in small towns across northern United States and in Canada, and when they're done playing hockey, they go back to their farms. Like Larry Bird on skates. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you know I'm a baseball nut. Baseball is my passion. Yeah. But the Stanley Cup, I think, is the hardest trophy to win in sports. It's just so grueling. Oh, I would agree to playoffs. that. And the way the teams to have to come together and the physicality of hockey. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, and, and I, I would argue that hockey is probably the best American sport, bar, bar none. And is it an American sport? Ooh, great point. The You can't play hockey without giving great effort or you'll die. Like, it's Correct. from game one to the end of the season. So, like, when I tell people all the time who haven't watched hockey, give it a try. If you like comp- competition, it doesn't matter if the score is five to nothing. Every single player on every single team is going as hard as they can for the duration of the time they're on the ice, or they will die. Like, it's not a it's not a joke. It's a real serious sport. Uh, I love it, and I love the stories about the Stanley Cup. And, I, I mean, it's just one of those things that you can go see it. It's worth it. If the Stanley Cup is by you, it's worth not only going to see it, but it's worth going to see the crowd that wants to see it because it's just got this storybook type of, of feel yeah. around it. Well, and, like, I mean, I don't know if anybody, has, if you guys have been to a Vegas Knights game, but, you know, Vegas is, like, a super, like, gimmicky city. So we ended up going to a Knights game there, and the production level and, like, the pregame oh, is, yeah. like, the stuff that, like, dreams are made of. Because I think, if you're oh, not you a just hired that fan, dude. I think they did. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, I'm like, so we're doing like a sword in the stone before the game because that's what they do there. <laughs> it's like a whole big thing, and I was like, I, I need that. that. Yes. Like, I need that level of production. Yeah, so, like, this begs yeah. the question: If you won the Stanley Cup and you had a day with the Stanley Cup, what would you do with it? Oh, I, 
I'm pretty traditional. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a bowl of cereal out of it just to do it. Or drink alcohol out of it. And then I'm going to whatever, you know, you're going to find that hole-in-the-wall bar that you know there's hockey fans in. And they're going to call their friends and their families. And I'm just going to get obliterated with a bunch of townies for eight straight hours and have them drink out of the cup, take a bunch of weird photos. And we'd be, we'd go viral. I would put Scout in it. The dog. So I did cute. see. I did. My see God, she's so cute. She'd be so cute in this Stanley I Cup. did see that someone um, like had their grandma drink out of it, like one of the players, and she was a hundred and one. Yeah. And so she's like supposedly the oldest documented drinker out of the Stanley I'd, Cup. That's I'd awesome. make the world's biggest old fashioned nice. drink right out of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That would kill someone. So you're putting a dog in. Absolutely. Have you seen the fucking dog? The my dog God. is cute. Yeah. Brittany brought me a dog last year for my birthday. Oh, that's fun. And then she took it. No, I, I didn't. The dog took me. Like, she, and and we did the thing. So Wes Sims was like, "What you have to do, cousin Wes." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you get the dog, it's like when you first get it, like let the dog sleep on your chest, and then that will be the person that it's most bonded to, like when it gets to the house. And so we, I let him have it. I was like, "Put the little puppy on your chest, like do the whole thing," but she just. I have more of a lap, and she's a lap dog, so. We, we have two dogs, but Whitney just doesn't like one of them. She That's says she true. does, but she doesn't. She's a cat dog. She's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Oh, we can like, talk about asshole dogs Because, all like, day. you know, most dogs, if they do something wrong and you, like, kind of get onto them, you raise your voice in a certain way, you do whatever, they, like, look super remorseful. Yeah, like, like, oh, my it. God, I'm so sorry. And her, our dog, Westbrook, is, like. Shocker. Do you have a fucking problem? Name Westbrook. Like, Name Westbrook and misbehaves. Here's the thing. We have two dogs, one that Sam inherited that is a little bit, and it's, what's frustrating about the dog is that he's so smart. Like, he he knows over 30 commands. Like, he is a smart fucking dog when he wants to be, but he's so defiant. It's the same thing. Like, you get onto him, and he's like, what, bitch? I hate this yeah. dog. And With him passion. and Sam don't have a great relationship. Is it a little dog that's going to live like 94 years? Don't have a great no, relationship. He's probably he's already almost five, and he's probably not going to live that long. He's like a Rottweiler American Bulldog mix. He's a huge 90 pound dog, and him and Sam aren't best friends. But he is a frustrating animal. I get it because he knows so many things. Right. Like he knows. Like could be cho- the coolest dog ever. He makes a but choice. But chooses not to. Like chooses he, to be an asshole. He yes. Yeah. Chooses it. That's and a so, very cat-like trait. Yes. It really is. Like so. And I, I don't can it. trust cats. No. I don't like cats either. Our no. little dog that's Me adorable either. and lovable is like dumb as shit. Like she shits on our house every single day and I've never had a dog that does this but she's very cute <laughs> and she's very small so I'm like ah, that's probably okay. Anyways. Good we Lord. digress. I'm glad we digress. You had to bring up Scout. That's well, your best that's friend. That's what I would put her in the cup because it would be the cutest photo op ever and what else am I going to do with the cup? Defile it? Yes. Maybe. Someone did put their kid in it and it shit in it. There you go. Like a little baby. <laughs> a little yeah. baby. So, I mean, a puppy, a baby. Same I mean, that's a story that's, that's on your college or your high school graduation reel. Like, this is you as a baby shitting Correct. your family cup. Yeah. You know what would be a good transition since I didn't pick a topic? About what I read in Yahoo News, I believe, this morning about Las Vegas and their showmanship and all the things that they have is the Oakland A's, like that whole deal oh, about yeah. them oh, moving to Vegas. Them telling them not to come to the games, though. Like, them telling the fan base. Because the Coliseum is apparently shit. It is. So, as a, as a baseball guy, how do you feel about this? They had the lowest attending game, like, their last game of all. Because they told people not to come. <laughs> I, I saw that. They, first of all, the franchise is a dumpster fire. Okay? In they general. Always They're have only talent. telling they six always, people not to come. Nobody all, comes yeah, to the games anyway. I was literally going to say. 
they they trade they trade away their best players. Uh, you know, I mean, they traded Matt Matt Olson, they traded Chapman. I mean, they've traded everybody. Um, but they definitely need a new stadium. That stadium is an absolute piece of shit. I mean, the Raiders played there in. When's the last time the Raiders? Oh yeah, it's old. I mean, it's yeah. real. The stadium's been there since 1971, I think. Yeah. And they literally have not remodeled it. Right. right. The Rangers got a new stadium after 20 years. Right. Yeah. And that they, their old stadium was a great totally different shape. topic because that's the biggest taxpayer bullshit heist in history. The Rangers sure. getting yeah. a new stadium. I'm it's throw, a joke. I'm throwing out the A's thing for Mike here. Let him have it. <laughs> Let him take the lead. It, He's it, been yeah. quiet. No, it's uh. I do think eventually the team will move to Las Vegas, okay. but they will absolutely have to build the dome because you cannot play oh, yeah, the baseball in Las oh, Vegas. God, no. right. Impossible. What do you think about the slippery baseballs? I, mean, I know I know you know. No, like the Mets yeah. being hit 18 out of 19 games or being hit in the face. They're saying there's a problem with these balls. I'm the not balls buying are, it. You're not buy, he's not buying it. He's so a baseball guy. It's only happened to the Mets. No, I don't know, you know because I, I only mean, read the one article. I don't know. I read, I read that <laughs> hit batters are up, you know, like I don't know what percentage it was, but they're up significantly. But I don't think it has to do with the slippery baseball. I think it has to do with COVID shortened seasons, shortened spring training, pitchers not having as much control. Or is it just an excuse, like the first couple ones, maybe we're legit, and now we're just like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, I hit you. I can't grip this cue ball. I also read, though, with those same balls, they're not hitting, they're not having as many hits or as many home runs. So... What are your thoughts, Mike, baseball guy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> again, I, it has to be a much bigger sample size than the first 18 games of the season right. for me to right. buy into some it's conspiracy true. theory. Yeah. But random fun fact before we get away from that, when we talk about Oakland, do you know who actually used to sell concessions, like walk up and down and sell concessions for the A's? Who? Tom Hanks. I thought Seriously? you were going to say yep. me. No. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was going to be like, yes, girl. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Weird. Yep. That's crazy. I know. That's a cool story. Remember when he was part of the Pizzagate conspiracy? Oh, yeah. I do. Well, because at this, um, during COVID, when they put up, like, all the cardboard people or whatever, there was actually one of him, like, as the concession guy, and it was a cardboard thing, like, at the stadium. Nice. A little homage no to Tom. I, um, so I'm in the gym today. Tom Hanks brings this up, and... One of my guys that works out with me, his name is Bill, real nice guy, he's like 50, works hard. Like, this training is tough, and he's in there working his tail off, and he's he's got some new shoes on, and he's like, yeah, you know, I've got something with my feet, and these are some special shoes. And don't I think about, and I ask him, I was like, did your mom pay for those the same way that Tom Hanks' mom did in that movie? And, and I'm like, no, Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump. And I'm like, and I'm like, why am I like this? Like, why is the f- that the first thing that comes to my head about your special shoes? Because yeah. Tom Hanks is a national treasure. And Bill, and he and laughed. Or, or just because Sam's an asshole. Yeah, Sam's an asshole. Yeah, and he laughed. <laughs> like, he thought his mom fucked some guy for the some shoes? special shoes, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then I thought that's not even how that movie went, but no, he got it. No, it was to keep him in school. In school, school yeah. 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 She was committed. Know. Well, we've lost Betty White, so now it's like all hands on deck to keep Tom safe. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. It's true. National treasure, along with Olivia Munn. What? Have you seen that We're Tom Hanks video divorce. with the hot dogs? I'm sorry. I, I'm just, have you I seen mean, this picture? I mean, she's local. She's from here. Yeah. So. Have you seen the picture of her in the hot dogs? I've not. You know what? We'll wait for after the pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final topic of the day, youth sports. 
Sam's sleeping on the couch tonight. Youth sports parents. No, he's sleeping in that fancy truck from a sponsor. There it is. From Shout Jackson out Jackson Kingfisher. Sure, thank you for like giving this, That backseat's big enough that I can sleep in it, that's for sure. If I need it to, I'll find somewhere It's all. It's on the like lake. Uh, when you got drunk at Riley's birthday party and told me you were oh, sleeping yeah. in the bed of the truck. Yes. I never get drunk like that. Nisa's 16-year-old birthday party at her house, get obliterated. It was so, all caught on the ring doorbell. Next year, we should take the truck. <laughs> From Jackson the Kingfisher, yeah. and go out to the Totally Tickets House at the Masters. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, road trip. That would be fantastic. Yes. A lot of great stories. We'll put Wes in the back. And so, to make sure everyone is comfortable for the drive, you should be taking CBD products from Nature's Key. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yep. All right, our uh, our final topic: youth sports parents. Now, you've got uh, a kiddo that's in baseball right now. Two, you, two kiddos in baseball right now. Uh, we've got a basketball player. We've got a track star. Uh, I've done some stuff with youth wrestling and lacrosse, so I've got an idea about youth sports parents. Um, I came out of a family where that's, I, you know, my dad would put football things around the house, you know, little trophies and articles and things that I could see, and he encouraged me kind of quietly. But it was the family business. Like, I was going to do it. I'm like the fifth All-American in my family, so it's kind of the business. And so... But he never, like, made me. You know, never really forced me. And the thing that I can't stand the most about youth parents is when they get out there and they take something as simple and beautiful as a sport and they turn it into something that their kids hate. And you can see how the kids are just going through it. And they, and they, they don't want to be there. They don't want to practice. They don't want to play in games because mom or dad's up there embarrassing me. And it sucks. It really does. There's a, there, it's like a, a, a pandemic in its own right in youth sports today. Absolutely. And... I've seen it from both sides, and I've seen a kid who should rename, name, remain nameless on my son's team who is a great kid, a great player, but his dad is such an embarrassment that I can't invite him to play on my son's team yeah. because the other parents of the other kids on our team have said, we don't want the dad's potty mouth in the stands, cussing the, you know, fuck this umpire, screw that. You know, How old are the kids? 13. Yeah, that's crazy. And he'll come to the dugout and dress his son down about striking out or oh, popping yeah. up or whatever. And it got to the point where the kid was great, but I couldn't have him back because it created such animosity with the other parents. Yeah, that's crazy. I was at a youth wrestling tournament in New Kirk, and this kid is probably four or five years old, and he loses his match, and he's devastated. And you can just tell he's devastated. Almost to the point that it was a little weird that he was as upset as he was, and the dad comes over and grabs a singlet. And he's shaking this kid back and forth. I'm going to whip your ass when I get home. And that dad walked around that corner. I walked around that corner with him. I said, how about this? How about I smack the shit out of you right here and beat you down like you just grabbed that little boy and see how you feel about it? I lost my temper so bad. I couldn't handle it. Like, that's a little kid. He's a little boy. Like, itty-bitty little kid. parents are the, are worst. the worst. And I'm like, what are you? And I get, first of all, I think every kid should wrestle. If I can get... All, all the girls right now, if I could get them in wrestling, I would do it because it's the it is gets you used to contact and people today just aren't used to it. Yeah, yeah. It, wrestling is. I'm talking boys. I'm talking girls. Get them in early. Like my son Deacon is going to be too long to wrestle. He's, there's too much going on for him to be a good wrestler. I know that. But right now, at this age, to get him used to just the hand to hand combat is a good thing. It, the parents are crazy as I hell. I also think it's the sport that probably requires the most self discipline. Oh kids. yeah, absolutely the most self discipline. Yep. But the parents are off the rocker. We were at a tournament one time. I'll never forget. Kid loses. He was he was winning a match like 10 to 1. Going to coast to victory. He gets pinned. Comes the, oh, boy. Comes back, to the, comes back to the stands where we're sitting, and the mom says to him, take off those shoes. 
He's like looking at her, confused. She goes, we just bought those yesterday, and if you're going to lose like that, you're not worth it. You can walk to the car barefoot, and what? I'll never forget that. Yeah, that's crazy. And I've I never thinking, seen more crying. Yeah. It's yeah, it's wild. The parents ruin youth sports. Yeah. It's so wild. So there's that national story that's going around right now about the mom that got punched in the face that was umping like a little league game or whatever. Oh, yeah. Y'all have seen that. I don't, I don't know the story, that. though. I don't know it either, but it's circulating big time. Yeah. She was on Good Morning America even and was like, this is why people don't want to, when you can't play kids sports because there's no one there to like call the games, this is why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's parents that are acting crazy, but we were at Kinley's track meet the other day. And it was so wild. So there's a kid. She does high jump. There's a kid doing high jump. We're at Memorial High School. Oh, yeah. This it's like is this sad. little. They're doing high jump at the end of the football field. So as you're driving out, you can see there. And the dad is sitting there in the car. And he rolls the window down. And he tells the kid, if you do a good job, I'll come in and watch the rest of the meet. Huh? And this kid is immediately, like, his whole Hyped body yeah. is tense. Right? Like, you can see him. And so he, like, gets through a couple of rounds. And the guy is sitting there in the park. Like, it's not even a parking lot. It's the street, right? And he's got his hazards on. He's watching. Well, the kid knocks the pole down. He doesn't make it. Mind you, you have three times. You have three right. times at that high jump. It's not that that was even his only chance. Right. The first time he knocked the pole down, and the little sister had been calling from the backseat, like, we're with Dad, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> it was such a, like, I literally wanted to cheer this kid on because I'm so invested in this story now. Like, oh, my God. This is insane. Well, he hits the pole, the pole falls or whatever, and he gets up, and the dad just speeds off. And the kid is immediately, so these are six, no, just seventh and seventh eighth, eighth grade, graders, right, yeah. at the track meet? Yep. Seventh or eighth grader boys, so before Taylor had come, or Kinley had come over, so I don't know if it was six, seventh or eighth grade, but he's devastated at this point. Why do you care so much? Come into your kid's track meet. Right. What do you care if he and wins or loses? Lot, or, like, why are you hanging there? worth and like your love for them on the success right. of this event. Yeah. Like, it, right. I actually read this really interesting like little article, like mini article quote thing the other day and it was talking about this person that had tried all these things and someone said to them like oh my gosh that's so amazing that you've tried all the it wasn't sports. For them it was like painting and drum lessons and you know whatever and this person's like that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. The person's like well I wasn't really I'm not really good at any of them and they're like well, that doesn't even matter. It's that you tried and that you participated and that you practice and I mean I understand that there are like elite sports like there are kids that are going to become elite athletes but the majority of kids aren't going to become elite athletes and the you know the lessons are in like winning and losing as a team being a part of a team like what if you have a kid that has a really crappy game and they have three or four errors in the game and then you could I mean technically be like and we could kind of pin the loss on them but like how do the teammates treat them how does your child respond how do the other kids like respond are they going to like call them out or are they going to pick them up like those are the lessons that we want our kids to learn like if our kids get to play sports beyond high school like that's a great bonus but we're trying to teach them how to function in society not to like and when I see parents like this the most uncomfortable I've ever been we were at a wrestling tournament in Stillwater and there was a kid, and I don't know if he was, like, completely, like, blind or visually impaired or whatever. And he was wrestling. And I have to say, like, wrestling when you are visually impaired would be extremely difficult because just, like, there's so much movement and trying to, like, you know, do the moves and all of that. And the way this dad yelled at this kid and got on him when clearly he's, like, making effort and the kid's crying. I'm like, I'm not a crier. And I'm, like, starting to cry because I was so mad 
at the way he was like treating his child. And I was like, first of all, to go out there, like not on an even field, uh, not on an even playing field, essentially, and putting yourself out there. And wrestling is a humiliating sport. Like in that, like, I think it's a great sport for conditioning and for like work, hard work. Like we have a son that wrestles, but you, if you are getting your ass kicked, like you can't hide. Oh yeah, right? it's just Everybody you. Everybody yeah. sees you get your ass kicked. Now they yeah. see you win too, which is great. But you know, if you're out there on that mat and someone's like riding your ass, like literally, you cannot run away from that. Right. right? And so it's just like, I, I guess my whole point is like, I've never like, and there's so many pressure, there's so much pressure in sports, and I've never thought to myself. This kid came out here to play like shit today. Right. Right. Like, kids don't think that. They come out there, they want to do well. They want to make their team happy. They want to experience victory. They want their parents to be proud of them. Right. Like, and when coaches, like, jump on their ass for 30 minutes or a parent gets on them, I'm like, they already are mad at themselves if they didn't do well today. They They don't need you to rehash it with them and and i don't want anybody out there to think that you know i I've, I've known mike for years i've known whitney for years and and i know what you're talking about when you're talking about the, what you want your kids to learn through sports like these you guys are aggressive human beings we're aggressive people too like yeah. i'm not oh, a, i want to win yeah i want to win absolutely win, yeah. but not at the cost yeah. of decency yeah 100 yeah. and our so it's on a majors team you know like one of our kids like they're on teams that are very competitive yeah. i mean so i'm not shying away from it it's just like the parents methodology sometimes is i i don't know my approach when i was coaching peyton's team one year and i told the parents anytime you want to talk about Anything that happened in the game, your kid's playing time, anything. Text me, call me, talk after practice, after game. Don't approach me in front of the kids. Right. And one time I had a kid on the bench, and the mom comes up over to me, big voice, loud woman. Coach Mike, why is Braylon on the bench? And I go, well, because he played catcher last inning. It was the first one of the first tournaments, like September, like Labor Day weekend, I think. I'm like, because it's 102 degrees out. He was playing catcher. He's going to sit on the bench for an inning or two. Then he's going to go to the outfield. Next game, he'll be back at catcher. She goes, well, he's not very happy about it. And usually, I'm not confrontational. Right. But I just looked right at her. I raised my voice, and I screamed right back at her. I said, he looks content. He's drinking Gatorade and eating M&Ms. I think it's you that's not happy. Why don't you stop projecting your bullshit on him? Oh. That's so much what it is, right? It's the parents projecting their hopes, their dreams, what they aspire for their kids to be, and maybe what they weren't in life and all these things. And it's so hard to watch, right? It's hard to watch kids try to aspire to be, A, what their parents want them to be, and then B, right, like maybe this isn't what I want for myself. Right. Yeah, I don't you want to say the the kid's name at the track meet, but like he looked miserable the whole time he was there, right. and he's just trying to get his dad's attention. Yeah, and it was like, what the fuck is this all about? Like Kinley was terrible at high jump that day, and I was literally so proud of her because it was the first time she had tried it, and she was like, she's in seventh grade, she's never done high jump before, she was not any good at it, but she was like, well, I'm gonna try it and see if I'm in if I'm any good. We're yeah. winners. Right. Like, I don't want to watch my kid be bad at something. I'm like, we should discuss. <laughs> like, why are you choosing like, to where do we, that? Like, is it bring you joy? Are you joyous right Let's now? Get to the root. Like, let's discuss and reevaluate. But in that moment, she was happy and, like, she was literally proud of herself for trying. And so I was proud of her for trying. And the camaraderie, and it's literally life skills that you build through sports, and parents lose sight of that. Because they want their kids to be a champion, and it's like there are very few 
there are so few champions, but it's all that you see out there in college athletics and yeah. professional athletics that you think, well, everybody can do it. Go do it. If I just push you hard enough, then you can do there's, it. But that's not it. There's actually a dad on one of our son's teams. I'll leave it vague in case one of them happens to listen. But if you do listen, a, you're a prick and we hate you. There's a dad on one of our son's teams. He will actually go into the team stats on Game Changer where they – if you guys don't stats. know what that is, it's like you use it, it to track little league stats. And stuff. Okay. He will go in and change his son's stats to make what? him look better to other parents and to other coaches. Are you serious? Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that's crazy. Like yeah. if you if he gets a hit if he he rounds out shortstop and the shortstop makes a throwing error and it's an error he'll go change it to a hit so his kid's batting average is higher. I um, I mean it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. I, I think the thing that I, so I'm one learning a lot about myself in youth sports. Uh, with Kenley playing basketball and, and tracking the first time doing both things, right? And um, one, I'm surprisingly patient. I didn't necessarily know that I was going to be that way. Um, and two, I get so emotionally invested in them. Like I have, I, oh, yeah. it's a lot for me to watch her. I can't take it. Like the whole time, I'm just a nervous wreck because you just never know what's going to happen. And let me tell you something. Track is no joke, y'all. Track right? is she stressful. Ru- yeah, she so runs the 300 hurdles. And it's like two seconds. Yeah, and so she's running. This is this happened, what, two meets ago? She's running 300 hurdles. And Kinley will, at the end of races, she'll hold her breath. Right? So, like, she jumps over the second to last hurdle, and she cleared it really well. And I'm like, holy crap, she's going to finish this really well. She's going to win. She she's going to win. Oh, very much significantly ahead. Yeah. So then you see her take her breath way too early and gets to the last hurdle and blacks out before she gets to the hurdle, slams into it hard. Hurdle rolls over on top of her, hits hits her in the back of the head. The headshot wakes her up. She gets up and finishes the race, right? Second. Second, yeah. She got second even when all that stuff that happened. And I'm so... My competitive nature is like, she was still fucking second, okay? (laughs) She blacked out in the middle of the thing. It's just a bump, it's fine. It was... And so, like, Brittany reacts... Way faster. Like, I'm processing at this point. Brittany is now up out of her seat. She is down the, the uh, stadium. Comp- confidently, casually, aggressively, but not, like, freaking out. No. She gets to the end of the check runner. She's fine. But, like, you know, just watching that moment, I feel like I watch it in slow motion. Like, that's your kid. You know what yeah, I mean? And then she's right. having, like, a real, like, medical emergency or something. Right. Like, she blacked out. And it's so crazy because in that moment, like, I stood at the gate where she finished at the finish line, and I make eye contact her, and I ask her, do you want me? Like, are you okay? And she says, I'm okay. She talks to her coach first and then tells her coach, my mom is over there, and she does want me. But in this moment, I'm like, this is your moment, right? Like You, you decide. You decide what happens next, yeah. and you have control over this moment because – I'm not the athlete in this. I've yep. never ran track. I don't know how you feel because in my brief athletic moment in my life, I've never experienced what you experienced. You just fucking blacked out in front of your whole team. You fell into a hurdle. It completely clobbered you. Like, I mean, humiliating, right? And she's in seventh yeah. grade, so it's super embarrassing for her. And the guy that she likes and has a crush on is also on track. So it's like a lot of things, and I stand there trying to be not that parent. That's like, what do you need from me in this yeah. moment? And it just so happened by the grace of God that she did want me and came over. But it's like these parents that are so out of control. And Nick Dennis, I think, talked about it quite a bit. 
when she was oh, talking yeah. about like the coach, like with her coaching that she does and talking to the parents about realistic go- goals. Like this is not where your child is. Right. And you need to accept this and reevaluate your goals and quit pressuring them to only play one sport or only do one thing or only chase down one thing that maybe pleases you, but yeah. maybe isn't bringing them a lot of joy. It's just, it's a, it's hard. Well, Brittany, as a fifth grade Catholic grade school athletic association basketball state champ, I do consider myself an elite athlete. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Um, what was that fifth grade? Catholic grade school. Nice. It was salty. That league was salty. <laughs> First okay. of all, I would like to also state that I was a sixth grade all-star basketball player nice. in my hometown you of Texas. Elite. So there is that. Nice. And our family does like winning. I say yeah. this as our daughter had kept a medal that she won for PE in her backpack for three years. And then when she got four medals last year for like, I don't know, she's like very like STEM smart, so like science and math and some other shit. She won four medals, but then in a picture she has five, and I'm like, Piper, why do you have five? And she had gotten that damn Stop. kindergarten medal out of her bag. Stop. And bless yes. her if she did not wear that thing, Fucking too. yes. Yeah. yeah. So she, she likes a good win. Yes. Yeah. But I will say, like, you were talking about how, you know, you had all Americans in your family, and it was this business, and I feel like people that come from families, kids of elite athletes, those parents are way more chill about their kids. Like they know the sacrifice and the drive and all of these things that have to happen, but they're not the crazy parents. It's like the parents whose dreams, like their dream, whatever that was, didn't come true. That's right. Or like they just fell short and it's like, they just need their kid to be that person. They can like experience that like euphoria of winning. Like our son did a catcher camp over um, Christmas and it was just for catchers. And this camp was not cheap. No, And, um, They, they, you know, there were kids in there that were, I mean, our son's in sixth grade this year, but there were some kids there that were a little younger, and you could tell there were kids that just did not want to be there, but the mom's, like, sitting there the whole, like, you know, I'm like, I'll drop you off, I'll pick you up, like, bye, see you later, like, you do your thing. I mean, he doesn't even want to talk to me if I chaperone a field trip, so I'm like, why am I going to sit at this camp all day? So, you know, you could just tell the ones that are, like, snapping photos, like, oh, my God, in, in 10 years, this is going to be like, look when little Mike Trout was right. here at, like, you know, catching this ball or whatever. And I'm like, your son hates it, clearly. Right. And the person who's running the camp is annoyed with your kid's shit effort. Like, this is yours, and you wasted your time coming here. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter how much money you spend or how much you do. If they don't have, like, the, like, will to do it or yeah. the fight, like, they have to develop that killer instinct themselves. Yes. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing that I probably look to do more than anything coaching Kenley now is find out who she is as a competitor. So, the best things that I saw her do all year this year was, well, I don't know how to play basketball, so the first thing I went out and taught her how to do is bend her knees and play defense. And she played defense like a crazy person for an entire season. She didn't She didn't make her la- her first bucket to the very last game of the season, and it was an amazing shot that she made. But she's the, she's like, well, this is how I can contribute to my team, so I'm going to work my hardest at this right yeah. now. That's who she is. And she's she stuck the, with it. Yeah, and she stuck with it the entire season. She's the kid that runs over through the hurdle, blacks out, and then gets up and finishes the race. And I was so annoyed with parents who were like, oh, I can't believe that she got up and finished the race. I was like, what else was she going to do? Right. And that was her Later. opinion. But also yeah. that was her opinion. That was and her I opinion, feel like yeah. that's the key element. Like, it wasn't just, like, 
our our immediate opinion is, of course she got up and finished. What yeah. else was she going to do? But that was the first words out of her mouth. Yeah. Like, what else was I going to do? Like, Lay she, there? she was the only one on the track. Like, right. literally yeah. in that moment, you guys could not do a right. single thing for her. It was right. completely yeah. her decision. Yes, yep. it was amazing. Yeah. So, like, I'm happy now. Like, I know those things about her. And next year will be eighth grade. And I'll be a little more aggressive when it comes to right. her form and some of the things that she's doing and the way that she's practicing and her focus and the way that she's eating and things like that. But I feel like it's a baby step thing. And then by the time she's a junior, if she's continued wanting to do track and there is something in the future for her, well, then we'll start coaching like I know how to coach. You know, then it will get aggressive at that point. But there's no re- until they make that decision on their own, there's just no reason to. Like, enjoy it. Help them get better. Help them improve want them to want to improve i think that's you know what you're looking for here because that's going to help them in their everyday life but uh yeah the youth sports stuff it's been intriguing women girl sports also for me is interesting i feel like girls are just i don't want to say easier to coach i feel like girls don't once they respect you on a level as like you know what you're talking about i think they're they're ready to listen and ready to learn I think I feel like boys are harder to break. Like you have to break them a little bit to get their attention. Kinley's Maybe it's some sort of like alpha male thing. Like, yeah, I'm not weird. saying that in like a bad way. I'm just saying like I want to be the boss, and girls are. I don't know. Maybe like like I'm not a like I have a lot. I have girlfriends, but like I also get along like very easily with guys. Like I'm not one of those typical like you know like overly girly girls or anything. But I feel like when I like find girls that I like like can hang out with we're like okay well this is our shit and we're just like doing it and we're a team now and it's a whole thing like it's like a feel that I get like and if I have that feeling with you then like we're down and it's gonna be whatever and it's like ride or die we're gonna do whatever we have to do like win this game do this thing and I don't know maybe like obviously I'm not a dude I don't know if that's like a guy thing like that like in the same way that girls are just like okay like we're cool and like that's it yeah I think we've gotten lucky that both both of our boys are very coachable. I yeah. think right. that the coaches like our kids' effort. They bring good attitudes. They're friends with their teammates. They may not be the best player on the team, right. but they're low maintenance. And us right. as parents, especially me having been the coach, we're low maintenance. Low now, maintenance. I may complain about some things to her, but I don't say anything to a coach because right. you know what? They're volunteering their time to coach your kid that's and right. try and make them better. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Be kind to coaches. It's wild yeah. because the umpires. Kinley's a coach this year, and Sam was talking to her like, what are you going to be doing this summer? Because Kinley really wants to continue on, and, you know, if you're doing any private lessons or whatever. And she was like, I'm quitting. That's what I'm doing. And she's incredible, and her dad was an Olympian and all of these things, and we love her. Mm-hmm. And wherever she goes, we will follow her. But she will no longer be a teacher. A she's teacher. like, I'm quitting teaching. She's like, I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, I'm can't handle the kids. The kids. She said every day, I just want to beat some coach. Kid. Yeah. It's her coach, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I quit. That's what she literally said to us at the track, last yeah. track meet, and we were like, she well, said, we have a gym that maybe you want to train at because yeah. we would love for you to continue training, Kinley. Yeah. She was just like, every day, like, I, I want to beat somebody's kid. It's these kids yeah. and these yeah. parents, and she's just not dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wild. School's we, a lot. At, last week um, at one of our son's games, the umpires about got in a fist fight with each other during the game. During the game. What? One, one of the umps lets a play go at second base. Our our team is in the field. There's a guy at first, ground ball to second, throw it to short, go for the double play, no good. The ump out there doesn't call anything. The ump at home comes out, he says obstruction. He's got to slide in youth sports. You have to slide at second base. Right. Otherwise, it's an automatic double play. The batter's out. Didn't slide. 
Well, then between innings, the umpire from the field comes and he goes, I'm more experienced than you. Don't you ever fucking overturn my call again. And they're screaming F-bombs at each other for the next two, three minutes. Well, all, in front of all the kids and parents, well, everyone just watched them. I mean, I thought they might come to blows, and finally That's one walked away. It was crazy. After he told them to go F himself. Yeah. Right. Holy Everyone's crap. on edge. It's a world right now. Well, I had the to go, world I had to talk right to now that, is uh, on edge. The yeah. referee in Kenley's basketball game. game, her first game, first game ever. And she goes to inbound the ball, and she doesn't know the rules. She's never Here's played basketball. Here's the problem. She is in seventh grade and doesn't know a single rule about yeah. basketball. She's so this a, is JV she's basketball. She's been in dance, yeah. and so she is a competitive dancer and has been since she's four years old. She, she's five. Um, she's very, very into dance, and that's what she has done competitively. So she takes to basketball the first time ever, and she tries to inbound the ball and steps over the line. Yeah. And the coach, the ref laughed at her for a good 90 oh, seconds. Yeah. And I just. It's like pointing and laughing at her. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. oh, my God, I did so good normal? staying in the stand. I didn't say anything until out of break. We or went, like, like, super – it was in between games. Yeah. And you went and talked to the coach first and, like, all the things. Like, we yeah. were totally normal about it. And then I it. talked to the ref. Brittany, the real question here is, as a sixth grade at basketball all-star, Yes. why did you not coach her up on this? Well, because, <laughs> because she chose dance. And she was a competitive dancer. And we she have was a dancer. Very good. We have a but dancer. Your time has she come. was very good at it, and she did not display other interests and also co-ed type sports such as basketball. And so I just let it slide. I was like, "You're too girly for me." Our dancer you don't get the basketball is game. so athletic. I wish she yeah. would play tennis or right. softball. Yeah, she's fast. Right. She's strong. She's all the things, athletic, yeah. but, and she loves Flexible, dance. And yeah. I love the dance for because it gives her the confidence. She gets out there in right. front of everybody, performs. She gives her a lot of self confidence. There's a lot of good stuff about it. But right. as a parent, I'm saying, her, could you please play softball so or tennis? Here's yes. what happened. She would be with an amazing us. tennis Kinley, player. Kinley, super athletic, same thing. And dance does so much of that for them. And so she's 12 now, has been in competitive dance since she was literally four or five years old. Super athlete. Sam loses his job. I quit mine. Our whole life gets turned down. You know, if you have a competitive dancer, it's insane. And I was yeah. like, how about school sports? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 20 grand or but something. Those are super yeah. cheap and mostly yeah. free. Do you want to try some of those? And she has transitioned so well. And honestly, we had so much drama and competitive dance that she's loving the freedom of, like, true team. Like, we, I have a team, and I have teammates, and yeah. this feels good. But she never felt that way in dance too much, so it's kind of worked out. Yeah. I feel like we're digressing on this conversation. And she's super fast. She's so fast. So is Piper, yeah. yeah. She's like, can beat most of the boys in her class, which, yeah. you know, They're makes so her happy. fast, and they have so much flexibility, and they have so much core strength. Yeah. Lots of things that Freaks. really yeah, she, I mean, she's like nine, but she has like legit abs. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's insane what dance does to their yeah. little bodies. Well, All friends. Right. I'm about to pee my pants, so if we can you, we did wrap so this good. up. I yeah, we got the official. Yeah. But one thing I have to say, you might run the show, Sam. Yes. But I have the official F-bomb scorecard here. I knew that's what here. you were doing oh. from the very beginning. And Brittany has 11 fuck bombs, <laughs> and Whitney only has three fuck bombs. Oh, shit. So. It's because she's a guest. Okay, well, oh. if this was Mike's podcast, she would have way more. 
Obviously, I need to come back and try and like do better. Oh, you'll definitely have to come back for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll you dropped eleven f bombs. I'm the fucking worst. There's twelve. Take another there ten. More yeah. than best. Depends on how you're looking. There it at is, it. guys. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having it was us, fun. Mike and Whitney Fletcher. Totally tickets. You guys are awesome. Shop local. Shop totally tickets for the best customer service because they hate bad customer service. We found out over dinner. That's yes, why. That's a, that's the thing with Mike. He can't True take story. it. I love it. It's good stuff. He can't take it. All right, guys. Enjoy yourself tonight. Big shout out to Ned's and Ned Starlight Lounge. He just left a second ago. Uh, if you haven't been to Ned's, it's absolutely incredible on May Avenue here in Oklahoma City. Some of the best food you'll find in the area. Try Ned's wings. Try the Arancini when you get started. The chicken fried steak is Poblano. masterful. The Poblano chicken fried steak. Yeah. It's incredible. It's 10 out of 10. so good. Yeah. yeah. And, the, out of 10. and the atmosphere in here, right? Like, you got to love the. It's just this got this 70s vibe to it. So, yeah. yeah, it's weird Vegas lounge from the 70s vibe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's that? New, what's the new Lakers show? Winning time? What, oh, what, yeah. We like, haven't started that yet. Apparently, it's incredible. Yeah, this is the vibe. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Good yeah. stuff. Next time. All right. We're out of here. Okay. Later.